Welcome to the Fem Nation Podcast, where we wholeheartedly believe women entrepreneurs can rise together. Success comes in many flavors. There are no secret strategies. Women entrepreneurs are rewriting history by defining success on their own terms. Hi, I'm White of Gannon, the down-to-earth chick with a different name. Entrepreneur and founder of the Female Entrepreneur Movement, our business is dedicated to helping women start and grow their businesses, increasing financial independence. Each week, join me for inspiring stories and powerful interviews of women entrepreneurs sharing their lessons to success to help you take your business to the next level. Now, let's go for it. Welcome back to the Femination Podcast. Today, I have the lovely guest, Tanya Harris. She's an award-winning toxin expert and children's mental health advocate. Two very important things, uh, and I look forward to diving into that today. Thank you, Tony, for being on. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. So let's start with the very first question. How did your entrepreneurial journey begin? Wow, that is a big one. Um, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like right now it's so ingrained in me. I can't even begin to answer that, if that makes sense. <laughs> Um, I really want to say it was probably about 10 years ago, surprisingly, I had never really thought about having my own business, but things just started to kind of, I guess, long story short, what happened was my son was in second grade and his teacher had contacted me saying that they wanted to test him for attention issues. And so what I did was I wasn't quite ready to do anything about that yet or Medicaid or anything. Um, not that there's anything wrong with that. It's just not the route I was ready to take yet. So I went home and I researched and I looked at all these things and I, remo- I removed a few things from his diet. And when I went back to the school a few weeks later for the follow-up appointment, they said, we don't need- see a need to test him any longer. Whoa. So, yeah. So I was really surprised and I got really hooked on kind of the natural holistic approach to so many of these things like ADHD and attention issues. So I decided to do a lot more research, realize it's not just what we eat, but what we put in our bodies and on our bodies and kind of took it from there. Then I went back to school and then I went on to get board certified so that I could help parents in the same way that I helped my family. And I feel like it's just been ingrained in me now. So I would say probably about 10 years ago was the short answer. (laughs) (laughs) Now that I've gone through all that. (laughs) Come on. That's very, well, okay. So I have lots of questions now. (laughs) Rightfully so I should have questions, but um, so let me ask you, so what was the passionate component that really shifted the focus definitively into this? I would say what it has to do with kids in general, but especially my own kids. That's really when I noticed that I had this strong passion for it. And then we, I lived it every single day and did all this research. And that's really when, um, I think that's really when it came into play. And then the more I did it, the more I realized I wanted to help other parents. And I think it kind of organically grew into a business more than me starting it. And then I felt the need, there was so much misinformation out on the internet that I wanted to have a safe space for parents to go and order products that were truly safer. And I started an online business where I shipped, um, products out of my home that I would carefully vet. And I had a basement warehouse kind of. Yeah. And so that's how I really started. But I really feel like it was just kind of organically because it just became a part of me, if that makes sense. Completely. As I believe anybody that's passionately involved in the reason for their business, it would become a part of you. Exactly. 
What is one accomplishment in your entrepreneurial journey that you were proud of? Oh gosh, I, I definitely just the fact that I started. <laughs> um, I think <laughs> really uh, because I didn't think that it was in my nature at first. Yeah, so I think that was that's probably. I mean, I've I've won an award now. I'm um, I've published a book on um, children and differences. I've been speaking out on seeing the gift and learning disabilities. So I kind of think it's just putting myself out there is probably the overall arching answer I can say for that. So if, if one of the, if, if putting yourself out there, one of the answers you gave to that was just actually starting the business, then what, what were the steps? How did you move forward once you realized that this is going to be a business? How did you take those steps and actually step into the entrepreneurial space? What were those steps? How did you continue to move forward? Where did that come from? That is such a great question. Um, I think my family has always had businesses, so I've kind of seen it from there. Um, I have a very supportive husband who kind of has gone with all my flighty ideas because I've had a lot. (laughs) And um, it's taken a lot of twists and turns. The business I started isn't the business I have now. So I think it was just when you feel strongly about something and you know you can help other people, that that's really when you start to take those steps. So I've realized it's kind of like Marie Forleo, or, I can't, yeah, Marie Forleo's book, uh, Everything is Figure Outable. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of mistakes you'll make along the way, but if you have that passion for it, you can do it. And there's so much information out there now that it, it's easy to, it's, it's pretty easy to find it, maybe not so necessarily easy to implement it, but I'd say I just kept going and trying to figure things out. And I made a lot of mistakes along the way and I was okay with that. But I really feel looking back that all those mistakes have led me to here. And um, and now I have a business I love. And I think I was just ready to take those small steps and be okay to kind of fail and Mm -hmm. pivot. What do you, how do you feel about those um, mistakes as you, as you put them, how do you feel about those in the journey itself? What, what application did they have and how did they help you grow? Sure. Uh, that's a great question too. <laughs> um, I, I look back on them and of course in the, in the moment I was disappointed in myself, disappointed in my business and thinking, Oh my gosh, this is never going to work. But looking back, I couldn't be where I'm at today if I didn't make those mistakes because they told me what to do rather than keep going on the same path I had been going. Mm. So it's been easier to pivot. I've learned a lot. Um, investing wise. And also just, uh, this is not what my audience needs. Like I built a course before I found out what my audience wanted, which I knew was a little backwards. Mm -hmm. Um, that course didn't do well. So I guess that's kind of, you know, it was a long lesson because it took me a while to create that course. But at the same time, I know me and I know that from the start, I wanted to create something digital online. And, um, I needed to go ahead and just create that course to get it out there. And now it's, turning into a book. It's turned into um, a web series and it's turned into so many other different things. So I can look back and yes, that course bombed, but I've been able to do so much with it that now it's so much easier. So it wasn't for nothing. Exactly. Which is, yeah, because it took me probably about six months, seven months to create. <laughs> so sure. but it took me years of content and years of ways to pivot because I always had that to fall back on and refer to. If you could do it different, knowing what you know now, how would you have um, approached that course differently? 
I would have built an audience first and a platform. I started out pretty new. This was about uh, four years after I had that e-commerce store. Mm-hmm. So um, I had gone back to school in that time. So I lost a lot of what I had before. I had the same email list, but I hadn't been doing social media. I hadn't built an audience yet. So I would probably go back, build the platform, find out what my audience needs. But again, looking back on that, it failed and it was a little bit of a, not a costly fail, but you know, I had invested in webinar software and all these things and a coach. Looking back though, it was one of the better things I've done. Cause like I said, I've learned, I learned so much from that. That's probably the jumping point of what I do now. And it's just given me so much to work with. And it was lessons you needed to learn. You know, I don't want the, the audience to, to take it, take away from that the wrong way. Right. Every time we have to shift or pivot inside of our business, no matter what that looks like, there's always going to be some lesson or lessons that are to be learned. So none of it's for nothing. It all is where you need to be at the moment. But in order to, you know, I'm asking you these questions in order to help them see the lessons because you are not the only one that has built out a fabulous course and then not how to go anywhere. I did it. I absolutely did it. Spent thousands of dollars on it. Oh, yeah. Spent tons of time and never launched it because mm-hmm. I'm done with it realizing this isn't even scalable. Exactly. <laughs> and I didn't see that. But I'll tell you what, I could bid out, build out a course in the membership like nobody's business because I know exactly what into the backside of it and can see that. So you also, it's something that you get to learn and that we can say moving forward as the tide shifts a little bit and ebbs and flows inside of the online e-learning side of it. But the piece of the, the piece of learning inside of action is the most important step. And if we can step away and not actually look at, you know, failure or success being what we specifically think in our mind at the moment it needs to be, then we will see the success in each of the pieces, whether or not they look like they're successful or failure. So. Let me ask you then, in that, how have you encountered imposter syndrome and what, what did you do to deal with it? Oh, gosh. Oh, I have that every day. <laughs> um, <laughs> we all do. Just saying. Oh, yeah. We all do. <laughs> Absolutely. So I love this question so much. Um, I actually, I've got a lot of great business mentors I'm so grateful for. And one of them is Chris Winfield. And I had been in an event with him and was speaking to him. And then I think I got into a hot seat and I just kind of gave a little bit on my background and what I do. And I was like, I I don't know what to do with this. I don't even, when people ask me what I do, I don't even know how to say it. And he looked at me and he said, you're being selfish and you have a responsibility because if you have something that you know can help other people, you need to get it out there. Mm. So that, that has really helped. And another thing he said too, is take yourself out of that message. It's not about you. It's about your message. So if you can take yourself out of that equation and think about the people you're helping, I think that has what has helped me so much because I really, I still deal with it, but I really dealt with it back then. Mm -hmm. And so I started concentrating on the message and yes, I can help people. And that's really when things started to shift too, because you realize, yes, people are out there looking for you, but they can't find you if you're not putting yourself out there. How did you get yourself out of the message? How did you step out of your own way? That was tough. I basically just 
I think the opportunity came up that I could be a part of a co-authored book. So this happened right after that meeting. Um, and so I was like, you know what? I'm going to put my story out there. I'm just going to kind of dip my toe in. And I took the leap. I had never talked about um, my childhood cancer journey before. I hadn't talked really too much about what my family has gone through with my daughter's learning disabilities and how all of that came through with how I do it today. And I, I put that in a book and it changed so many things. And I got so many amazing reactions and people contacting me with such sweet messages. I realized, wow, they really do need to hear this. So I think the first step is to just do it. There's no, there's, I don't think there's any easy way to say how to do it. I think you just have to take those steps, take baby steps at first with what you're comfortable with. And then just kind of see the reactions. And then that's, that's enough to get you going and to keep you going, I believe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's, that's amazing advice. And easier said than done. <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> Truly. And, much and, so. and so the listeners definitely please understand that I get in my own way all the time. I'm sure you all get in your own way all the time. And yet we can see it in the perspective of somebody else a little bit more that they're getting in their own way than we can actually see in ourselves. That's why we all need the mentors. We need the tribe. We need the coach, you know, specifically for what we're doing, not, you know, just for the how-to of the particular part that we're growing in our business. But that's why we need the tribe. We need our, that's why we, that's why this podcast exists is to hear the stuff. You know, we need to consume that information so that we can say, ah, I'm stepping in my own way or have a light bulb go on or just, a little something that helps us tweak where we're going in the future because it's always going to evolve. Don't you think? Absolutely. I think that's the perfect way to say it. Mm-hmm. What strengths did you lean on in your business, in your business journey, I should say? Sure. I think the biggest strength I leaned on at first was just my education mm-hmm. <laughs> because I felt like that is what differentiated me, differentiated me at first. So I went with that. But then once I realized my real strength was my personality. And that was something I really needed to come around to. I came out of this thinking, I'm going to be so proper <laughs> and mm-hmm. business-like. And, that, and I realized there's a lot of that out there. But whatever I realized too through my mentors is people want you for you. And if there is somebody out there that's doing something similar, that doesn't mean that people aren't going to listen to you. They listen to you for you. Mm-hmm. So I really think my strength was being able to break down complex information. This is what I found out later <laughs> and <laughs> to help parents with that and to use a little bit of my humor in all of these situations. Because when I talk about toxins and everything, it's kind of a downer topic, but I want to make it more fun and more relatable. So I think that turned into my biggest strength was just using more personality in my marketing and in just giving out my information, period. So. Along that topic, I wanted to ask you, what, what is the passion and what do you do that you're so passionately uh, involved in for your business? What is it? What do you do? Well, I uh, help parents remove the toxins from their home that are affecting their family's health. And I do it in a simple way with simple steps that show that small changes can add up to a big impact over time. Mm-hmm. That's what I've been doing. And I'm been so passionate about it. I think because of my past as a childhood cancer survivor, uh, I was diagnosed with leukemia at the age of seven. And then through my own children's journey, through attention issues and then learning disabilities, which has caused me to pivot again. Mm -hmm. So I still do that and I love it. But recently in the last year, I've started speaking, which I never thought I would do. But again, 
when you believe, I think it's really when you believe in your message and you let your message be bigger than your fear, that's when we can really step into it. And so lately I've been speaking on recognizing the gifts of learning disabilities and the mental health issues in children and bullying and was just in a documentary that just came out and is touring the film festival circuits right now. But again, we put our family story out there about what we've been going through the last eight years. And um, so I really feel like with both of these, I kind of live that passion Mm -hmm. because I'm still in both situations. I think they're both a journey. And so it's really hard to separate what I do from, from this. From what you live. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If that makes sense. It totally does. Um, So, so how do you move through life with, with working on those um, areas? How do you move through the business and how you, how do you combine, have a combined life between the two, the passion and the business, but the business being the passion how do you move through that and allow that vulnerability to take to take shape? That's a great question. I guess I just want to make sure I understand that one correctly. How do you how do I move through that or how do I the vulnerability piece of your business? How do you how do you allow something that's very personal that you deal with on a regular basis that you work through as a family? How do you oh. allow how do you move through that being a piece of the business? Sure, that's that's something that's been hard to come by. It was a very big decision, especially when we talk about my daughter's journey. Mm -hmm. Um, I think by doing what I do, my family has seen what a difference it makes in the lives of others. And that gave my daughter, she's 15, the courage to come forward and talk about her bullying that she's endured because of her learning disabilities and the things that she's faced. A lot of them have been very difficult she was ready to step out and help other people. So I think once we realize the effect that we can have on other people, whether it's business-wise, personal-wise, when we share those things, whether it's me starting a business, maybe that will inspire somebody else that they can. Or my daughter talking about her her bullying or her learning disabilities, it gives other people permission to know that they can step out and share their stories if they're comfortable. And we realize we're not alone And I think through doing that and sharing our vulnerability, which it doesn't have to be on a big level, even if it's just a trusted person, that it can just change someone's life and realize that we're not alone or inspire them to do something that they never thought they could do. So it's been really, it was a really hard step to take, but I'm so glad we took it because of, we know that we've touched so many people and I know so many people that have gone on to help others through it too. So I think we just have to be ready to take that step, whether it's big or small, even the small steps count. Mm -hmm. And how do you talk to your family about their involvement as well? How do you guys continue that conversation? It's very ongoing. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So you live it though. I mean, it's very, so what I'm gathering is that Mm -hmm. there is in so, so many times women entrepreneurs do this. There is not much separation between the two. Correct. So the business is a life. The life is the business. It's all intertwined. And that's the change making you want to stand for and be and, and teach the future generation to be a part of your daughter. Mm -hmm. And by her being a part of the business to, you know, to whatever capacity that is, whether it be her story or um, her, herself walking, you know, kind of stepping into what that looks like. But with with her 
being able to help teach her generation as well, that standing up and speaking for something passionately is where we make the change. Right. And it's been so exciting to see. And then I have um, my oldest daughter and my son too are a part of this. And we just spoke on a panel last week about what our family has gone through. And I really think that my kids, especially seeing me put myself out there has given them the inspiration to do some exciting things too. They're, they're amazing. They're um, my daughter's in cosmetology school and in high school. So she goes to high school, just part-time in the mornings. And then she goes to cosmetology school in the afternoons and she's apprenticed with some really amazing people that I would not have been able to approach at that age. Cause she's six, 16, just turned 17. And my son is in college and he's studying broadcast journalism and he's reached out to one of his favorite podcasters and they've formed a relationship. So I really think that when you're living it, you're giving other people, whether it's your friends or your family or your own children, it's so exciting to see them grow because in a way, I've given them permission to do the same. So I think when you live it, it, it's really hard to find that work-life balance. But I believe when it's ingrained in you, you can find that. Right. And you can't not do it that way if it's ingrained in you. Right. Exactly. How has the entrepreneurial journey changed you as a person? Oh, gosh. I think it gave me a lot more confidence than I ever could have had. Um, It's... The relationships I've formed, the friends I have, I just, I honestly can't imagine my life without it. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm grateful for it. And like I said, it's really hard to separate myself from it. I don't even think of it anymore, really, as an entrepreneurial journey, even though I know it is. But just the confidence it's given me and the strength it's given me, I think, too, with putting my story out there to help others, putting myself out there, which I still struggle with to help others. But I think that that's probably the biggest change is just the, the strength and the willingness to put myself out there, which I don't think I, I had before for sure. Mm-hmm. 10 years. Ago. Yeah. <laughs> so for the listeners that want to know how you can help them with the toxins, because you've mentioned the toxins and we've mentioned the children's mental health advocacy. How can you help them and where can they find you? Sure. I have um, programs listed or a membership site actually now listed on my website and you can find me at slightlygreener.com and on Facebook and Instagram. (laughs) Slightlygreener.com. That's awesome. So you can take steps into being even more green. That's right. <laughs> yep, that's right. <laughs> that's awesome. Tanya, I want to thank you for coming on today and sharing your journey and talking about these topics that actually don't get discussed very often. You know, children's mental health and the advocacy work that you and your family do, as well as the toxins and bringing, which we didn't speak too much to, but bringing awareness that there it goes hand in hand with the environment. Right. And what that is. I I appreciate that work because we we view it the same way here. So. Oh yeah. Well, thank you so much. And I love what you do too. And your podcast and inspiring other women to do the same, doing this. It's, it's amazing. Thank you. Well, you're, you're the epitome of the blended life with having the business be your life, but your life be your business to where it's almost like you said, it's hard to even see it as being an entrepreneur because it is so you and a lot of women do that. 
but we just don't see it. That's right. We think we have to make it look more entrepreneurial, right? (laughs) (laughs) And we don't, we don't, we just get to be right. We're right in what we are. So thank you for coming on today. Thank you so much for having me. Guys, definitely check out her stuff because if you have any any of this resonating with you, which I know some of you will, please definitely check into her stuff because the story is amazing and how they as an entire family on an entrepreneurial journey has have overcome the steps that they needed to take to be better, be whole, to find themselves and be fully connected with standing for the change. You will be amazed. And as always, keep moving forward. Thanks for listening to the Fem Nation podcast. Be sure to check out our show notes for more details from the episode. If you love the show, share it with a friend or drop me a note. I'd love to hear from you over at whitedevgannon.com or find me on social media. Until next time, keep moving forward.